Welcome to the One Small Change podcast with me, Dr. Simon Chard. I'm a cosmetic dentist, public speaker and startup entrepreneur, but most importantly, I'm a lifelong disciple of self-improvement and optimization. In this podcast, we present conversations with world-class industry leaders, sharing their expertise in high performance, spirituality, business and health. It's my job to dissect their key behaviours, routines and mindsets so that you can implement them today to create balance and success in your life. Hi guys, welcome to the One Small Change podcast. This is episode five and today on the show I'm really excited to have Mr. Ben Aldis, uh, one of the lead instructors of Peloton, Peloton UK. Uh, which is one of my favorite brands right now. Anyone that knows me, anyone that's seen me on Instagram will know that I'm on my Peloton bike literally every single day. I have a mild pathological addiction to it. Um, and for those of you that don't know about Peloton, it is a, well, it's a movement, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it is a spin bike in essence, but it, it really is so much more than that. And and we'll talk a lot about that and the community that they've built, millions of subscribers now um, and what Ben's thoughts are on that. Ben's got a really, really interesting story. Um, moving from finance into fitness, um, working in the city, and then and transitioning over to being part, as I say, of a really exciting community. Um, so I'm sure we'll dive right into that. And, and I'm also very selfishly hoping to extract as many tips and hints on uh, how he gets in such spectacular shape and his diet and his exercise regimes <laughs> and, and all of those sort of things. So, yeah, welcome, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this. So it should be a good 45 minutes to an hour. So looking forward to chatting. Yeah, it should be good. As I said to you before the call, it's it's funny to see you um, in person talking to me. I see you most mornings on my bike, um, but it's very much a one-way relationship in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to think of it as a two-way relationship, even if you can't see you guys. Yeah, Everyone always, a lot of people mention, they say, can you see me? And it's like, uh, <laughs> no, like... <laughs> slightly <laughs> slightly uh different if you saw all these people on camera but imagine maybe one day we can do that i think it'd be cool i think it'd be cool cool so i, I as i said in the intro i'd really uh, the thing that i find uh, found most interesting about your story is this this move from uh finance into fashion uh, finance into fashion finance into fitness um which is um really I, i'm always fascinated when people make big big life changes um, and the decision-making processes that go behind those. So if you can just give us a bit of information about that journey, how you made the decision, was it a difficult one or was it a really sort of straightforward one? If you could speak to that, that'd be really interesting, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and for those who don't know, obviously I'm a um, sort of Peloton instructor now. Um, so I teach both cycle and strength at Peloton. Um, I've been with them for just over two years now. Um, but previously to doing that, I used to work in the private equity industry. So I was working as a investment associate at um, a large sort of private equity firm here in London. And, uh, you know, what I was really, really enjoying it. I was, I'm an economics graduate um, from Leeds University. Um, however, like I, my main passions have always lied in, in sport, um, sort of sport community and, and also business. Um, so from a young age, I was playing pretty much every sport under the sun, uh, like played quite high level of football, um, ran track and field for sort of my, my, my region, um, but also was playing like cricket and played rugby at university. So sport was a big part of my life from a very young age. My, my dad was um, also sort of um, an accomplished sportsman himself and he ran some of my sports teams. 
So um, even though I was working in this world of finance, uh, I still had a massive passion for fitness. Um, and it was becoming very apparent to me that um, when I joined the world of finance, like in my first year, I was working such long hours that um, sort of this this fitness world sort of um, left me a little bit. And I, I didn't even have a gym membership in, in my first year of finance because I was working, you know, 12, 14 day, days, um, 14 hours a day. Um, and after my first year, I sort of took a little step back and thought, why am I not enjoying this quite as much as I, I, sh I should be or I, I, I thought I would? And I think the main thing for me was I wasn't doing that, the sports side of things. So I got back into um, my health and fitness, started going to loads of group fitness classes in London. And at the time, it was when group fitness classes were, were becoming quite a big thing in London. Um, became, in a, in a sort of way, obsessed with these group fitness classes. So I was doing you know, five, five a week or something, um, meeting lots of people, loving the energy that was coming from this industry and um, the fitness industry. And within that, sort of like, how do I get into this? Like, I really love doing this, but I also am loving my job in finance. Um, and then basically decided to start teaching classes. Um, at the time, one of the sort of bosses or one of these boutique gyms asked me, you know, you, you just give it a go. Like I have my personal training license from um, university got it while I was playing rugby there and she was like just try it out like give it give a class a go like so I tried one spin class um funny enough funny story Piers Morgan actually walked into my class my very first no spin way. class ever so quite a tough critic yeah absolutely <laughs> the worst in. um maybe maybe the worst but <laughs> maybe it's a harsh reality of how good or bad it was but anyway it was it was you know I did my first one one quickly turned into, um, I think I was teaching about six classes or six to 10 classes a week at one point. So at one point I was teaching uh, two classes in the morning before I went to work, three days a week. Wow. Um, and then we'd do weekend classes as well, alongside my full-time job in finance. So it was good, getting quite unsustainable, I must admit. Um, but then at a sort of point of transition, I was looking for new opportunities um, and then Cody Rigsby, our master instructor at Peloton actually sort of slid into my DMs as such um, and basically said, like, I've got this opportunity. Would you be interested? At the time, this is back in 2018, Peloton wasn't a household name in the UK. So I didn't really know who this guy was, what he was talking about. Um, I sort of knew the story of Peloton, but I didn't really understand the full context of it. So I didn't, if I'm honest, I didn't really uh, engage with that, with that message that much. Um, but he was quite persistent. He dropped into one of my classes and um, actually stopped me after the class and said, that was a really great class. Like, can we go for a coffee? Well, so, had, so, what, me, so what, what, like, what did you say to the DM then? Had you, had you just said, no, not, not for me at the moment? I think, or? I, I, think I just, I think I just ignored it. Oh, just really? like it was sort of, Instagram wasn't a massive thing for me at the time. I had like a, maybe 7,000 followers or something. Um, I was a Puma ambassador and it, you know, it was, it was a secondary job for me. So my main focus was obviously my, my, you know, the community that I had at the gym I was working at and then my, my job in finance. Yeah. So I think Instagram was like just a, just a, a part of that, but it wasn't my main focus. I think I saw it and just thought, oh, I would, it's, it would be crazy to transition from my job in finance. Yeah. So I like, I just left it. And then literally the, like the next day he turned up to my class as wow. a surprise, like he didn't tell me. Yeah. And he was just in the front row and I, I didn't even know who he was. So I obviously just taught the class normally. And then after the class, he actually said to me, Hey, 
really love that class. My name's Cody. I did message you on Instagram. Um, I'd love to like take you for a quick coffee. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> but I actually went for the coffee with him and, um, he, during the coffee basically said to me, um, I have an opportunity, which is going to change your life. Um, so obviously you can take it or, or you can't, but like, or you don't, sorry. Um, but like, you'd be silly not to take this opportunity basically. And obviously at the time I was like, does this guy know, like I work in finance, like, does yeah. this guy know like what I do outside of this? Um, and he was like, I know, I know what your background is. I've done like so much research into you, but I promise you that like, this opportunity is going to be mega for you. And to be honest, he was right. Like it was the best opportunity that he could offer me at that point in time. I was looking to transition um, into something more health and fitness. To be honest, I was looking more into like the finance side of that. So I was, I had an intuitive um, sort of delivery and was looking into how I can move into the market, but more on the business side. Yeah, a, sa- a safer um, move in many ways. But then, <laughs> yeah, a safer move. But long story short, at that point in my life, something actually quite massive happened for me. Um, and I, just to put it um, shortly, I basically um, was told I had skin cancer at the time. Um, so how this came about was um, a client of mine just during my during one of my classes said, hey, like, have you ever got your skin checked up? Like, you've got quite a few moles. Like, I just, I'm a doctor and, and I'm just, you know, worried about you. Just want to make sure that you you are getting checked up. Yeah. Within like a day, I went to see a, a specialist just to get checked up because I hadn't done for a little while. And unfortunately, like a couple of days later, he actually sat me down and said, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to basically um, operate tomorrow. Like it just happened within like a week. And uh, I actually had at the time like stage uh, two slash stage three melanoma. So this was like in the transition period of meeting Cody, Peloton came, came about. Yeah. And suddenly this big sort of slap in the face was like, this might not even happen for you because he actually told me worst case scenario, it could be six months, um, depending on how bad it was. As in you'd only have six months? Yeah, so if, if, it, if it had spread to the rest of my body at that time, it could have been um, worst case scenario, six months. Wow. Come and on. this is what he said to me in the chair um, after literally, I think it was like a week later or something after Cody had come to my class. So it was a bit of a world had been spun upside down Absolutely. and there was loads of emotions going from my body. I actually, I'm, I'm not an overly um, sort of massive crier, but I came out of the, out of the um, practice and just pulled my eyes out, called my dad. And he was like, obviously super surprised. I hadn't even told him I'd been to the um, actual appointment. So <laughs> it was a bit much, but I think for me, that moment basically showcased to me that I, I need to be doing something that I have like a massive passion for. Um, so that basically made me realize that this opportunity is the one I want to go for. So although I was leaning towards it anyway, um, it was a massive like, let's, let's just give this a go. So I then following that, went to audition um, in New York. So they flew me across to New York, had two auditions, um, two separate sort of periods, and I think maybe like 10 interviews. And uh, they they offered me the job. So I was like, obviously over the moon, but even during this period, I was getting operating on and wasn't Crazy. really sure if I could even take the job. So yeah. <laughs> it was a bit, I didn't really know what was going on. But then fortunately, everything worked out. I think three two or three weeks before my um, training process started, 
my um, stitches had healed and then I went into Peloton as if nothing happened. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and what, and what, was, so that, what actually, was that interview process actually... like? What was the, um, was it, were you there with a load of other um, people that they had pulled in or was it sort of more one-on-one? How did it work? So it was more of a one-on-one. So they, um, we didn't actually meet anyone else. So what they do um, or what we do currently, I think what with it, they did back then is they cast um a load of people so they have a big pool and then i think cody whittled us down so i think he looked he went to about 12 classes in london right just to find just to look at the people he was interested in and then he probably cut that down so i think it we were down to like the last six at that point and then actually they were only looking for two uk instructors at the time so um yeah so i think he i think only six went to new york to audition and interview um and I'll be honest with you, the interview process was quite grueling. Like um, Robin Arzon is is an absolute superwoman, but she was very like, um, you know, is this right for you? I think she was a bit skeptical that I hadn't had much camera experience. Um, I'd done a bit of modeling and I was comfortable in front of the camera, but I hadn't had much um, filming camera stuff. So, you know, she was grilling me during an hour um, interview we met like, you know, John Furrier, CEO, William um, Lynch, who's obviously on the board as well. Like it was straight in the deep end and you obviously had to showcase them why you were going to be different to all the other sort of superstar instructors that they already had. Um, so yeah, it was a, it's a long, it's, I think it was six month um, process in total. Um, the audition for me was quite big because you know, I've been teaching and coaching classes, but I'd never been in front of a camera coaching a class. So yeah. it's a new experience, but I went in, I think because I was fueled by this, um, all the emotions that were coming with the transition and obviously the, the what I was going through at the time, I just literally gave them my everything. And that obviously came across on camera that I was really in, into it and really wanted it at the time. Um, and they fortunately decided to, to, to give me the offer. Yeah. And then, so so you hadn't, at that point, until you got the offer, you were still working part-time finance, well, full-time finance, and then around the outside of that doing your spin classes. And then as soon as you got that offer, that's when you handed in your notice, was it, to the finance company, to the private equity firm? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, pretty much. And they, and they were quite shocked, actually, um, because... You know, I was I was on a good path in in my career in that industry, and it's it's a great industry. Like private is is super exciting, it's super fast moving, and um, I think a lot of people when they talk about the transition, actually, they don't badmouth the industry, but I definitely don't like it in 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 a sense. Like I really loved the industry. I think it's an amazing space to work in. Um, it just wasn't fitting the passions that really like my top priority. Um, whereas this sort of Peloton marries fitness community and business together. So for me, it was just a better option. And, um, yeah, it's obviously proven to be a massive success. So it was a good decision for me. Yeah, absolutely. And you said before, before the call, you felt after all that, everything that you'd been through with the cancer and everything that you had to follow your passions, right? That was something that was the guiding light for your decision-making process. Yeah, I think um, I had a chat with my dad following the last um, appointment I had with this um, sort of plastic surgeon who actually helped me um, with the operation or um, did the operation. And he basically sat me down for coffee and he was very um, 
skeptical of the peloton opportunity to start because it wasn't a big name he worked with a couple of sort of professional sportsmen he worked in banking but they were sort of did the other way so they went from professional sport into banking and uh he was a little bit like you know they said that it sort of may be a great opportunity for a short period of time but then once you're not the biggest name what are you going to do next sort of thing and he's very traditional he's worked at Barclays Bank for over 35 almost 40 years now so he's wow. he's a very traditional sort of banking person um but once this had all come to light and we we've been through that together he was like I just want you to do what, what makes you happy and um obviously at the time like all I could think about was you know being a coach and fulfilling my passions um through through doing that so that's awesome I love it I, I read a I read a uh, a stoic quote recently that says uh, we 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 live our fears as um as mortals but we live our desires as immortals and it's completely the wrong way to look at it because you you think you've got forever to reach your passions and 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 to do your desires but actually we all have a very short time on this earth and uh, i think you've you've made completely the right call there doing what what makes you happiest yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a. I hope that my story, um, obviously, it's quite an extreme story, but it gives people, you know, a bit of a maybe a wake up. It definitely gave me a wake up um, that you know you have to live every day as it comes, and you need to like you need to be doing something you really love doing, um, and maybe stop chasing like the money or career succession, and then and because I, like I am in a totally different mind mindset and headspace now. I'm working in this industry. Um, and we can get onto that a bit later, but it's um, it's all about purpose and fulfillment for me. And it's by giving back to our community and giving back to so many people through the Peloton um, sort of space, I am feeling like 200% more fulfilled. Um, and I wouldn't have, I would have never known that, you know, like it's, it was a decision I made as a pivot I made, but I'm so grateful for that, that, that stage of my life happened. Um, Cause now I've got to this place and obviously hope that i'll build from here so absolutely yeah it's brilliant so i mean let, let's dive into peloton a bit i mean spin bikes and have been around for for years in 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 home gyms i know my dad's had one since the 90s um at his house and um it's sort of just been something in the background that that a few select people have but over the last certainly over the last year more and more of people i know have been buying pelotons and talking about it and not just talking about it casually but talking about it with such extreme enthusiasm um i first heard about it through tim ferris actually a couple of years ago and he was he was incredibly positive about it and um and obviously with my own experiences i'm i'm completely hooked but what from your end do you think um makes it so effective and cuts through all the other competition and, and is have, why it's having such rapid growth i think um I think the main things for us and what we sort of um, proud ourselves on are the concept itself is incredible. Obviously like we were one of the first movers in the market. Um, but just to give you, I don't know how much you know about the initial story, but John Foley basically used to go to a boutique studio in London, sorry, in New York and him and his wife used to try and do the um, sort of swap. So his wife would go in the morning, then they do the swap. The, um, one would have the kids then, and yeah. then the other one would go an hour later. Sounds like me and my wife but on the Peloton. They could never get booked in. 
Yeah, they could never get booked into these these classes in New York because it was so um, oversubscribed. And he was like, this is crazy. Like, it's, you know, there's so much um, demand, but but there's no, there's not enough supply, even though there's there's studios on every single street in New York. Um, so he's like, you know, the, the best concept would be to allow as many people as possible to come to this by filming it. So he came up with the, con- the concept. Um, obviously, this was back in seven or eight years ago. And um, I think pulling out from that, the main the main benefits of the Peloton for me are the fact that the comfort, like the fact that you can do it um, from your own home, it it, for, it makes such a difference. Like you can really schedule it into your day as opposed to trying trying to have to meet a certain time to meet like the, your favorite instructor at a certain gym. You can literally schedule it into your day whenever you whenever you fancy and whenever you need to. Um, on top of that, it's you know it's the convenience. So you know, you can literally do it whenever you want. Um, I always see myself doing like, if I miss the morning, morning, um, I'll do it at lunchtime or you do it in the evening. You can do that same class um, with your favorite instructor, with the favorite music that you've chosen sort of through the Peloton platform um, whenever you want, which is, I think it's the main, the main reason why people love it so much. Um, on top of that, I think the data that we provide um, gives our members an accountability it also um, creates a real nice community. Um, obviously, the leaderboard aspect of stuff is amazing. Even though you're at home on your own, on your Peloton bike, the community is, is truly unique. Like it, We've got now over 3.6 million members wow. uh, who are really active on, on social media and very supportive of, of each other. Um, and I think it, it's now become a massive part of people's lives. Like I think there's a massive... Um, positive to be said about sort of health and fitness and getting your body moving but there's a different element of of what we do in the sense that people have found friends through peloton people have been got married through peloton really um i think because it's such a positive and amazing community people like to you know be a part of it because it it allows them to be better themselves um, and be better for those around them um so yeah it's a combination of obviously the comfort the convenience the control, so they, they can literally pick whatever class they, they want on the platform. We have such a range of classes now. Um, obviously, we've got the cycling classes. We've got boot camp cycle. We've got tread cycle. We've got treads. We've got yoga, meditation, loads of strength classes. Um, so we're pretty much hitting the nail on the head for most um, things that people are after right now. Um, and then I think, yeah, the community is the massive thing for me. I think it's the difference within Peloton, I think fitness is amazing um, in a sense that people can be part of a gym, but obviously our gym's 3.6 million member big now. And um, yeah. you can really connect with your your community within the community. So I don't know if you've seen, but there's a lot of Facebook groups um, set up for sort of instructor fan pages, but also like, you know, Peloton moms, Peloton dads, um, like loads of people create communities within Peloton to sort of ride along with their their crew as such um, which is amazing yeah my wife's pregnant at the moment and she's she likes to use the hashtag prego pelotonas i think <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i mean for, for me for me I, i've got um i've got probably got about five close friends now who have got one one of them lives in munich uh, and obviously we're all in lockdown in london at the moment um and we get together saturday mornings and just bash out a ride together 30 minutes and 
kill each other with our competitiveness but it's it's a, it's an amazing thing to be able to do i mean as i say one of our friends lives in munich we rarely get to to uh, to meet up especially at the moment and um it's really great for that and, and i think the other thing for me that is so special about peloton is and I, I think i think me and you are on the same page on this one i love i love going to festivals i love going to in my, in my younger years going to raves and and just going and listening to dance music and going to ibiza and um there's i always flip to the electronic music uh filter that you can put on peloton and it's like i mean obviously we can't go clubbing at the moment but it, it, it's like 6 a.m i'm on a I'm, I'm on a full rave i mean i've done your calvin harris ride probably three <laughs> times now and uh i saw calvin out in yeah. um at excess in in las vegas about six years ago and it, every time i listen to it it just takes me back <laughs> so good isn't it it's 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 actually so fun like um we obviously tapping into more music is such a big part of what we do and i think everyone will agree that music is literally such a big part of our lives and i think the fact that we get to marry that with something so good um in fitness it just creates like magic. It's like, I literally do the same thing as you. Like I literally jump on a bike to a ride and it just takes you back to some amazing memories of, you know, going to festivals, going to clubs. Um, but you're, you're not necessarily doing the downsides of that of drinking and feeling terrible the next day. You actually feel better. So it's like yeah, a, exactly. it's a double win. It's a win-win. And you, you used to be a DJ, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, sort of during my university days, I used to be involved in like, um, club nights and stuff. And then I got into DJing myself. Um, so yeah, like I, I absolutely love it. Um, I've actually just bought myself a new setup. So trying to get back into it, oh, it nice. just, it takes a lot of time. Like I'm quite a, um, perfectionist when it comes to that sort of thing. So you've got to really like be obsessed with the music collection and be constantly finding music. Um, and I think the way that we do things at Peloton is very different to the way that I would do things as, as a DJ. So obviously my main focuses have to be on, on my classes. Um, but I just do it as a hobby now. So if, you know, if we have, when we can have parties, um, again, you know, we'll, I'll just set it up and have like little jam and my mates and when we're, when we're with our friends and stuff, it's always good to have like a DJ there. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Brilliant. Well, let's get on to, I mean, we, we touched a little bit on, on mindset before. Um, and I imagine mindset for you at the moment is, is incredibly, I mean, incredibly important for everyone with the lockdown, the pandemic and everything. But you have to be on uh, your best performance. Probably, I don't, I don't know how many days you, you have to do a class a week, but probably five, four or five days a week. No matter what your emotional state is at that time, you have to just switch on and uh and and give the show because you're the energy you're the hype man you're the energy boost for thousands of people that are riding and and tuning in to watch you so how do you how do you manage that mindset how do you um how do you find the energy when when actually you could be knackered or just not in a good mood yeah it's a great question and i think it's a it's an important question um because, you know, like I, I don't feel 100% every day. Like sometimes I think people think we as instructors are superhumans. Um, however, like I know that when I jump on that camera, um, well, my goal is to be the best 30 minutes, 45 minutes of someone's day. Um, so I know that I have to not only bring energy, um, I put a lot of time and effort into the planning of my playlists and music to make sure that that's on point. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Like 
I feel so lucky and fortunate to do the job I do. So, um, you know, even on a, on a bad day, I remind myself like why I'm doing it. Um, and it's super fulfilling to be able to help and support every single one of the members that, that does my classes. Um, and we get a lot of like messages from people saying thank you and telling us like their journeys and their stories, which is obviously very fulfilling and very nice to hear. Um, but don't get me wrong, there's still days where I'm really not feeling great. Um, you know, it's been a tough year for all of us. And um, I think it's important to note that everyone's had a really, really sort of tough, challenging year, both on the sort of mental health side. Um, but for me, it's 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 that fulfillment, like doing, doing like working for Peloton, but also being an instructor at Peloton. Um, I've really found my purpose and having that purpose gives me such fulfillment. Um, so I think the main sort of tips I'd give people are just, you know, make sure you find moments in your day um, to tap into those things that give you, give you fulfillment, give you purpose. Um, I'm very fortunate within my job that I'm giving back a lot of the time. And um, that obviously gives me a lot of energy. Um, I think one of the things when I was younger was I was too focused on, being the best and being, um, you know, super successful, earning loads of money. And within that, you forget that that's just all about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now over the last few years and as I've, as I've um, sort of grown older, the more realization of the more you give, the more fulfilled you feel and the more, more you get. So, um, yeah, I think the more you can sort of connect with people, the more you can give, the better you're going to feel, the more motivated you're going to feel. Um, obviously, I have a lot of things in my day which help me do that. So, like, I love um, journaling. I don't do that every single day, but sometimes when I'm not feeling too great, I'll sit down, write down sort of three things I'm grateful for, but also just plan out exciting things that are coming up or, um, you know, write down on paper things that I need to be getting excited before right now. Cause sometimes you, you get stuck in like a tunnel vision and you can only think about the first, the day that's ahead of you. Um, but you know, life's exciting. There's so much exciting stuff going on even right now. Um, and it's, it's getting excited and being grateful for even the small things like having the opportunity to jump on a bike every single day is, is pretty, not everyone has that opportunity. So for me, it's like being grateful for those moments as well as the big moments. Um, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think focusing on the small things is a massively underrated and very very important part of of mental health management and and gratitude. Uh, I've talked about this a few times on the podcast. Every when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is as soon as my feet touch the ground, I try and focus on something that I'm grateful for that day, even if it's just the fact that I'm still breathing. Um, and uh, and I and I've used um, the five minute journal. I don't know if you've if you've seen that one, but it's it's a very similar yeah, it's great concept to what you're talking about there. Um, and I found that to be really really powerful. So yeah, I think focusing in on the small things because it's it's easy to be like, I'm grateful for for materialistic things, or I'm grateful for the bigger things in life. But actually, if you if you if you have gratitude for things that are very small, like the fact that you're healthy, and as you say, like on Peloton, they all, all the instructors always say like well done for clipping in like that's that's the hardest bit and you're you're here and and it is it is so important like health i think is people have got so much more of a focus on it now than than ever before and i think it's it's really really important to to focus on that 
Yeah, I think a quote that one of our instructors, Jess um, Sims, always says is that you don't have to, you get to, um, which is which is true when it comes to health and fitness. Like, you know, health is wealth and it's super important to look after ourselves. But like you're choosing to like bet yourself, you're choosing and you have the opportunity and, and the um, chance to do that. Not everyone has that. So that in, in, in itself is something we all need to be grateful for on a daily basis. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you mentioned the journaling. Do you, do you have quite a lot of structure in your day-to-day? Do you, do you record at the, I mean, I know you guys have classes at different times, but do you have quite a hectic schedule or is it quite, have you, do you build structure into it for your own mental health? What's your morning routine like? Yeah, it's, um, it's a strange one as an instructor because we, our days are actually very different every day. Um, because of the, the scheduling, we teach classes in the evening, late at night, really early in the morning. So some of our classes are at 6 a.m. Some of them are at like 7 p.m. So sometimes your day could be on a Monday, you're teaching at 7 p.m. and then you're back in early. So I think, um, whereas before when I used to work in finance, I was super structured. Like, you know, I'd be up at five, six, um, I was like obsessive over like hydration, making sure my body was fueled with like electrolytes, workout or coach in the morning. And then when I get to work, it was like quite structured with like my food and everything. I, I was, it was great because that was the lifestyle that I was trying to work towards at that time. Right now it's a bit more flexy because I have to be, because I think I have to manage my energy levels to make sure that when I am on the bike, I'm at my hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but the, the constants I like to sort of tap into are, I, I try and get my body moving every single day. Um, that doesn't have to be like a super intense workout every day, but even on rest days, like me and Leanne, my, my girlfriend, who's another Peloton instructor, we love to like just get outside and go for a walk. Um, especially at the moment, like there's nothing worse than just being stuck inside all day. Yeah. Um, so that really helps us. We try and do that as early as possible. Like if we both have, early morning classes we might come back and do that straight away um but if we're both at home we'll try and get up get ourselves ready coffee water and then go out for like you know 45 minute walk or something um because it just helps you have a bit of a moment to like be like right i'm alive like let's go um whereas if you get too quickly into work sometimes you can get lost um and i found myself doing that over the this start of lockdown because we were actually working super hard because obviously we were still producing, still working and we were teaching from our, our bedrooms. I don't know if you did any of those classes. Um, I think that was before so my our time. work was our, as our, as our home. Um, but yeah, no, it was the main constants of me, obviously try and get your body moving, um, either obviously an intense workout or, you know, go for a walk or even like meditation, yoga, something like that. Um, lots of hydration, massively key i've been through periods of like being massively dehydrated and really seen the impacts it has on my body um i think people a lot of people underestimate how much it can impact you um both physically and mentally um so yeah making sure you get a lot of hydration in if you do sweat a lot like during workouts getting the electrolytes in as well because i have a trouble with like if i drink too much water i just need the toilet all the time yeah so what helps me is I just take electrolytes because it has the same key ingredients, but you just don't have to take as much uh, fluid in. Okay. What what, what, what do you take? What do you take specifically on that? Um, so I've ranged them up. I, I like the SIS ones. Um, okay, I don't yeah. know if you've seen them, but they're sport and si- science and sport, I think they're called. Um, but yeah, like most of them are pretty similar. Um, just the ones that don't have too much sugar in because otherwise you're 
you know, just unnecessarily drinking sugar, but just the ones, the electrolytes that have, um, you know, all the key um, sort of hydration um, vitamins, minerals, but then don't give you too much sugar. Um, I do take probiotics in the morning. I have, you know, make sure I get, depending on time of year, take vitamin C, vitamin D, things like that. Um, so yeah, it's, those are important as well to make sure you're getting your vitamins and minerals in because um, they make a massive difference to your sort of energy levels too. And then the food aspects of stuff like diet, obviously we'll, we can discuss it later a bit more in detail, but I think it's like consistency. Like I think I've massively found it. If you don't have a consistent diet, your body's like, what's going on? Like <laughs> if you normally have breakfast in the morning and you don't eat it, you know, it's your sort of, throwing your body um, out a little bit. So it's trying to find a consistency in a diet. Obviously, I've gone through periods of tracking calories, but right now I'm really not in that space. Um, I'm, I'm much more on just like eating for, um, you know, for fuel and making sure my energy levels are on point. Um, so yeah, mixture of all that is is sort of my go-to um, sort of daily routine as such. Brilliant. I mean, and do you, I mean, you are doing a lot of exercise. <laughs> so do you have to um, max out your calories? Like, and I know you're not counting them specifically, but are you always thinking, right, I need to have at least three meals or even are you eating more than that? Are you, what's your sort of standard go to meals that you guys go for? Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, like when I first joined Peloton, I used to work out a hell of a lot on top of my classes. Really? I mean, we were teaching like maybe like eight and 10 classes a week. So it was a lot. And I used to have to eat like four and a half, 5,000 calories, like just like maintain maintenance. Wow. Um, I realized quite quickly <laughs> that that was quite unsustainable. Um, so I've actually dialed my workouts back. Um, I now wear a fitness tracker and I've got an aura ring. Um, and also oh, nice. I've, I've used whoop quite a lot in, in the past. And um, just to track my recovery, because it's hard to obviously a tip that you always get told is like, just listen to your body. But like, not everyone knows how you should be feeling when, you know, you're fully exhausted versus like, you just feel a bit like strained after a workout. So for me, they give you a bit of like an indication around how your body actually is. Um, and obviously how your sleep was and things like that. So I do wear, you know, a whoop band. Um, and I like the aura ring for sleep. Um, tracking as well because it gives you an indication of how hard you should be hitting the next day in terms of workouts um but yeah so then i try and you know within those you can you can try and see how many calories you're burning each day um but i'm not like that strict on it because i don't think life unless you're like you've got an end goal and you're trying to lose weight or you know you're 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 planning for a competition or something like that then you can be a bit more strict with it but i'm currently just focused around like health and well-being, making sure that my mental health is on point. Um, and I think you need to be eating good food um, for that to be the case. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'm a bit flex, more flexy at the moment. But I have gone through periods of being super strict. Um, I think my fitness, plows are, my fitness power is a great tool to use if you ever do want to count calories. Um, when I used to PT, I used to give it to my clients just for a two-week period just to give them an indication of what they are putting inside their bodies and how that breaks down to, you know, um, their macronutrients. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say you should always do it, but um, just having like a two week period on something like that gives you a good 
context of like how much you are putting inside your body because there's a lot of people that used to under eat um which is actually also as detrimental as overeating um so yeah so ben final question and this is the one that we asked all of our guests what's the one small change you've made that you wish you made earlier in your life that is an amazing question so what i'd say is two things stop trying to prove myself to people who really don't matter and ensure that I'm spending time with people who are going to help me level up. So in my early 20s, I moved into the uh, world of finance and I was still getting to know myself, um, still learning about myself. And at the time, I started to value things like nice suits, nice watches, going to super expensive restaurants, things like that. Um, And what was really interesting is that it really didn't make me happy, but I thought that I needed those things to um, sort of have a certain status. As I got to know myself a lot better, I've realized that that is absolutely not the case. Uh, and what makes me happy is impacting um, those around me in a positive way. And uh, achievement is definitely seen through sort of your impact on society. So that alongside the fact that I'm a massive believer of you are the average of five people you spend your most time with. Um, so I think for me in my early 20s, I had a massive friendship group. Uh, and across the last few years or across the last 10 years or so, I've realized that a small group of friends who are super supportive and who will help you grow and level up is um, is a vital. So those are the two things that would have changed probably quicker. Um, and I hope that's a good answer. So Ben, thank you so much for joining us on the Once More Change podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing about your journey and I look forward to seeing you again as I jump on my peloton tomorrow morning and uh, and riding with you. Uh, and hopefully we'll do it in person again sometime soon. So uh, thanks a lot and uh, really appreciate you spending the time with us today. Hi guys, Simon again here. Just one more thing before you guys go. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope it gave you an immense amount of value. If I could ask just one thing of you all, Please subscribe to the podcast. Please share it. Please write a review if you enjoyed it. Please talk to your friends about it. The bigger the podcast gets, the better the guests I can get on and the more value I can give back to you all. So that's it from me. I'll see you on the next one. And until next time, enjoy the ride.